0: Take your Bibles and turn to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, we're going to be in the first chapter. And if you had to put a title on this morning's message, it's a very simple title, A Wall Builder. A Wall Builder. When I was asked to step in this morning... Uh, I already had uh, something uh, ready for this evening, and so uh, I said, Lord, I I don't know what direction to go in. I don't know, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. And so God said, I'll take care of this, and He gave me this word. It's in Nehemiah chapter 1, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 4, but of course, The whole body is from verse 1 all the way to verse number 11. Very familiar story. Nehemiah is the cupbearer. As I was thinking about, man, that's a great job to have. I mean, a a cupbearer. That means that he had to drink and he had to taste all the food and drink to make sure it wasn't poisonous for the king. Wouldn't you like to have that job? You're talking about stress, I think that would be a stressful job. But setting the stage here, we know that Nehemiah had all the trust. He, He was very trusted by the king. I mean, the king was basically putting his life in the hands of Nehemiah. Nehemiah has got a good life. You could say that he was a LG, he was living good. But then news came that the walls of Jerusalem have fallen. Isn't life like that sometimes? Man, we're, I mean, we're kind of like just moving and grooving, and man, our life is just wonderful. Uh, you know, you, uh, the family is in harmony. Uh, your church family's in harmony. Jobs going great. Got a promotion. Uh, time to two. Health is good. Man, things are going good, and we're praising God and we're thanking God. And by the way, it's easy to praise God when things are going well. So here, here we see Nehemiah, man, things are good, then bam, the saddest news that he could receive comes to him. My dear friend, every one of us in this room, if you have not experienced it, you will experience some sad news is going to come your way. The question is not if it's coming, the question is. When is it coming? But here's the other question. What are we going to do when the news comes? And so picking the story up, we're in verse number 3. This is what the word of the Lord says. It says, and they said, so Nehemiah, he has uh, some that come and visit him. He says, hey, how are things going there in Jerusalem? What about the the Jews there in Jerusalem? In verse number 3, and they said unto me... The remnant that are left of the captivity therein the province are in great affliction and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates there are, are, are of are burned with fire. Now Look at the response. And this is where we need to focus on this morning. The bad news. The walls are down. The the, the people there are are in great distress. Affliction has set up. And Nehemiah says, And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down, wept, And mourned certain days. What happened? And he's grieving. By the way, when that type of news comes to you, it's quite all right to grieve. It's quite all right to weep tears. But notice he didn't stay there. Apostle Paul tells us this. He says, not to grieve or to sorrow, but he said, grieve and sorrow like those who have hope. You've seen where we're going with this. He says, in certain days, but after certain days of mourning, this is what he does. He fasted and he prayed before the God of heaven. That's what he did. And so this morning, by God's grace, I'm going to look at a, a simple message of being a, wheel, a, a wall builder. May I remind you, church, the walls have crumbled. Nationally speaking, the walls have crumbled. Maybe in your family, the walls have crumbled. And many of our churches today, the walls have crumbled. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Nehemiah is going to show us what does a wall builder do when he's called to be a wall builder? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the power in your word. Thank you for the encouragement, the comfort In your word. And Lord, today, many of us in this room have walls that have crumbled. I pray today that you'll give us guidance, give us wisdom. Because the walls need to be rebuilt. And I pray, before the day is over, individually and corporately, we'll make a commitment to you that you can count on us to be a wall builder. And we pray all of this in the most wonderful name, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The first thing that we see is that if you're to be a wall builder, then you're going to have to understand you will have to engage in problems. Okay? I mean, it's just going to happen. We see here Nehemiah, and you, you know the rest of the stories. you continue reading in, in Nehemiah, we see that he answers that call. And as he answers the call, we see that things... Are coming against him. I'm telling you, Satan, his demonic forces, and this world do not want us to rebuild our walls. Amen. They want them to stay crumbled because when our walls have fallen, then we are no good for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're sitting there, we're looking at the walls. We know the walls are down, but we don't know what to do. I don't, you know. And we need to understand, and I need to understand. We can do something about fixing our walls but we have to do it the way god has told us to fix them see that's the problem nationally speaking our walls have crumbled even the lost world understands the walls are down but they have the answer that relies on self i'm telling you if you rely on self to repair the walls the walls will never be rebuilt But when you stand upon the Word of God and understand that it's His power working in you and through you, then the walls will be rebuilt. And I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of watching the walls stay crumbled. I think it's time for us to say, you can count on me, Lord Jesus. I want to be a wall builder for your kingdom and for your glory and for your honor. So we're going to have problems. But we also notice... You can respond in a number of different ways. We see that when a call has been placed on some, they had different responses. Uh, May I remind you of Isaiah in chapter 6, verse number 8. When he received the call, he said, Lord, send me. Man, I'm telling you, he was ready to go. And there's some of us that's going to react that way. We heard the call. By the way, the call has been announced. The walls are down. They need to be rebuilt. He, the Lord Jesus is looking for some wall builders today. And some of you are saying, you can count on me, Jesus. Come, I'm in. I'm in. Amen. But then there are some who may respond like Jonah. In Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, the call had come to him. <laughs> And he says, no, thank you. He did everything he could to get out of that call. But may I remind you, if you're a believer and a call of God comes upon you, you may run for a while, but you can't run forever. And so maybe you're here and you're thinking, I'm just going to kind of sit back and see how things go, and then I'll jump in a little bit later on. That's not when you're needed. We're needed right now. The walls are down. They've crumbled. They need to be rebuilt. And so we're going to understand it's not going to be easy. For some reason we're thinking, well, this must be God's will because everything's going real smooth. I'm telling you, that may be even more reason to think it's not God's will because God's will, if you study the Scriptures and you'll see in God's, it was God's will that problems took place. Remember Moses? Moses got a call, but Moses understood the call, but he wanted to do it his way. We don't need none of that. See, we we don't need your opinion on how to rebuild the wall. We already know how to rebuild the wall. God's already told us how to do it. He doesn't need my two cents worth. He doesn't need your two cents worth. What we need to do is understand God has given us a rule book as we looked at Wednesday. God has given us the instructions on how to build a wall. So it's not building the wall the way you think we ought to build the wall. It's God's way because when God builds the wall, the wall stays. And and while we're on it, the reason why our walls have crumbled is because some of us got off the wall. Are are you hearing me? I'm telling you, this was preached to me first. And I understood that things were going well and and I was in my comfort zone. But then God started placing me out of my comfort zone. I struggled with that. I wanted to throw up some of my limitations. And God said this, not in an audible voice, but God spoke to me. He said, it's not based on your limitations. It's based on my limits. And by the way, Mike, I'm unlimited. (laughs) Glory to God. We have a God who's unlimited. His resources will never dry up. And so we have a wall that's fallen. But here's what we need to do. Are we going to have those who are making a commitment, and we're going to make the commitment not to this, uh, our preacher, not making it to me, you're not making it to the deacons, you're not making it to one another. We're making it to a holy, just God who reserves, and by the way, He and He alone is worthy of our praise. And so we've got to build a wall, we're going to have problems. But notice the second thing that we're going to have to understand is we're going to be a wall builder. We have to engage in prayer. Did you notice what Nehemiah did here? Nehemiah didn't go and say, I got to get me one of them self-help books. How to build a wall. Self-help books. Largest section in bookstores, self-help books. They'll teach you how you can lose weight. They'll teach you how to do this. They'll teach you how to be a better person and all this other mess. When we just need one book, the Word of God. And and so here we see that we're going to have to engage in prayer. Now, notice... There's time when we need to weep. We ought to be broken. That the we it ought to hurt us. That our walls have crumbled. Amen. It ought to bother us that our walls have crumbled. And but notice, there's a time to uh, weep and there's a time to uh, to mourn. But then notice what he does. He doesn't. The first thing he doesn't do is call his friends up and say, Hey, how'd y'all do it when y'all built your wall over there? Notice he didn't go and and said, hey, uh, uh, you know, uh, do you know somebody that's available who can build walls? He didn't do any of that. He fasted and he prayed and he sought God's leadership. Don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty good way to build a wall. So notice here in his prayer. uh, First of all, in verse number five, we see that He offers praise. The Bible tells us in Psalms 100, uh, in verse number uh, 4, it tells us to enter His gates with praise and with thanksgiving. Now, notice here. Folks, if we're going to rebuild this wall, we're going to have to get serious about our prayer life. Here is how most of our prayer life is. We have this long list of things that we want God to do. Okay, Lord, this is what I need you to do me today. By the way, I have three other pages to go along with that. We tell them we need this, we need that. Nothing wrong with that. Hear where I'm coming from. Nothing wrong with that. But what we need to understand is prayer, first of all, has to have praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've called me to rebuild a wall. Thank you, Lord, that you have enough confidence in me that you're willing to use me to build your wall back. I'm telling you, you when God does that, we better do it with a humble spirit. Pride needs to go away because he didn't have to choose you he could have gone to someone else, but He's given you, He's given me the wonderful privilege to rebuild the wall. And I thank Him for it. And I praise Him. Thank you, Lord, that, you, that you're allowing me to work for you. I want you to know that when you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a wonderful privilege, it's, it's an honor that he would use somebody like me. He said, well, Brother Mike, and, 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 and you're, all of you have been very kind, I understand that, but I'm telling you, I know God's been working because I know Mike. Are you listening? Anything good comes out of me is because of what Jesus Christ has done. By the way, same works for you. None of us have arrived. None of us can go around and puff ourselves up. I'm really like Paul, where he says, if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's because God's grace, may I remind you, it's by God's grace he's allowed us to rebuild the wall. Amen. So we praise. But then he goes on in verse number six. We're young, We see that he in verse number six, he's talking about. Oh, uh, well, let's just go, let's just, just flip over to verse number six. Y'all there? Turn over. Or if you're on a, uh, a Kindle, touch screen. I'm still not getting used to this. I'm, I, the other day I was like, oh, wait a minute, you, you don't turn this. He says, he says, and let thine ear now be attentive. Hey, listen. He's serious about this prayer. He says, Lord, I really need you to be attentive to this. And he says, in thy eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which prayed before thee now day and night. Day and night. Nehemiah's prayer was not one of those little, little five minute as I'm driving into work type prayer. By the way, if you're praying as you're driving into work, and you, you can do that, your prayer is probably not focused upon what can you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're focusing, Lord, would you just help me to be able to arrive at work safely. I, I, mean, I mean, you know, is that not right? Pray that I don't lose my temper when somebody cuts me off. Pray that I don't lose my testimony. Now, there's nothing wrong with that type of prayer, but that's not a type of prayer we're here. That's not a type of prayer that we need to be praying when we're trying to build a wall. We got to be persistent. We got to keep on knocking. The scripture says we got to keep knocking at the throne room. Lord, I need you. Lord, I understand if we're going to build this wall back, that we got to depend upon you. It's not about me. It's all about you. Lord, we need your help. And we're to keep on and keeping on and keeping on. How long do we need to pray until the wall is built? By the way, the wall that we're talking about this morning will not be finished until the Lord Jesus Christ comes and carries it home all right so this is a continual and it's a continual prayer he says i've been praying day and night and what's he been praying for for the children of israel my servants so he's been praying for he's been praying for others by the way if we're going to build this wall we're going to look at a little bit later on this prayer we got to build this thing together y'all didn't hear what i said if we're going to rebuild this wall we got to work together we got to do it together. Nehemiah is praying for the servants that are going to help him. And we need to do that. But notice, it doesn't stop there. He says, and I confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned. Notice the word we. Nehemiah is putting his name in the pot here now. Are y'all getting this? Yes, we pray for one another, but we need to be praying for ourselves. He says, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my Father's house have sinned. Folks, if you don't hear nothing else I'll say, God's burdened me with this. It's time for us to realize we've screwed up. I've screwed it up. And I can go around and I can place blame everywhere. I can and and, and they know how we do things. Well, we wouldn't have the wall fall down if Brother Terry over there wouldn't right with God. What about you? What about me? Nehemiah got it. He prayed. He says, Lord, I have sinned. David said it this way. Lord, I understand that I've sinned and I've sinned against others. But when he boils it all down to, ultimately, I've sinned against you. Do we need to be reminded this morning that we have sinned against God? And it's time to quit blaming others. Folks, we got to get serious about this. We got a wall that needs to be built. It's crumbled. It's down. There are others who are depending on us. There's a lost and dying world. They might not understand it. They're not going to vocalize it, but they're depending on us because if we don't build the wall, there won't be a wall. And if they don't have a wall they can look to, then they're doomed and lost and destined to hell. Serious business building a wall. And so he goes and he says, he says, it's me, Lord. It's me, O Lord, the one who's in need of prayer. It's a little song that goes like that, and I can't sing it, and you don't want me to sing it. <laughs> For uh, God has burdened me by this. And I know I, I, I love preaching encouraging. I want to be an encourager. And, and I believe that's one of my gifts. I got, you know, I love people and, and, and you know, I want to, and I, you know, I'm a touchy-feely guy, okay? But there comes a time when we just got to really get real. And we got to get honest, not only with one another, but we got to get honest with God. And the only one that I really need to be working on is not you, not you, but me. Nehemiah said, Lord, the walls are down. I'm burdened about that. And I want to be used of you. But before he rolled up his sleeves, he got down on his knees. Folks, that's what we need to be doing. We need to get on our knees and say, God, we've sinned, we've messed it up, but we want to build this wall because I have children that are depending on this wall to be built. I have grandchildren. By the way, no, don't you love it when somebody wants to start talking about their grandkids and and, and, and I've caught myself doing it. They're talking about their grandkids, and I, and, I, and I'm going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's real good. I know your your child is the smartest kid in the world, but let me introduce you to my grandchildren. <laughs> but, well, I was thinking about that, I, 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 I'm warped. I know I'm warped. This is not in the notes. This is all free of charge, okay? I, I was thinking about, you know, grandchildren and all of that, and then I, and then I was thinking about... You think uh, uh, Jesus is having conversation with God the Father, and and then he they're looking over us, and and he, he says, uh, "Yeah, the, the, that's that's my kids there. And maybe he's bringing the angels in. Hey, hey, hey angels, come here, come here, come here, come here, Let me show you something. See, see that out right there. See, see Mike. See, see Travis. See, see Pearl Page. And, uh, see Miss Julie there. He says they're my kids. He said Mike, "That's silly." I don't think so because we're trophies of grace. Are, Are you catching this? God loves his children. And so as he, we understand, that he says that we are building this wall. We're building it for our grandchildren. We're, we're building it for those who need to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But notice he, he goes on in, in verses 8 and 10. We, we see that he prays the promise. He's praying over the promise. He says, uh, and we realize in uh, Matthew eighteen nineteen, it says, We're to agree that it will be done. See, we we gotta have partners in this. We gotta come alongside one another. We gotta be praying for one another. And we gotta be on the same page. Now watch, watch. I'm not a builder. Somebody told me the other day that they really worried when I started going up and down the steps because they know I can't see well. And I said, What would you do if I fail? And they didn't want I said, I know what you do, you laugh. And they said, Well, yeah, I probably would. But I was thinking about this. I've, you have a guy come in. He says, okay, this is how you do your foundation. Okay, all right. Now, well, another guy comes in and says, no, I don't think that's how we do that. I think this is how we do that. You'll never get the wall built. If you build the wall, it's a, a wall that will fall again. You've got to have everybody on the same page. Okay? Okay. Right? Now, what, what does that mean? That means you've got to get rid of your agenda. Amen. You hear me? Folks, this thing's not about what you think ought to be done and how things ought to operate. This is about what the kingdom's business, and it's about the Lord Jesus Christ, and we need to get in page and in harmony with what He says we ought to be doing. Some of y'all didn't quite get that, but it's truth. Folks, if we're not on the same page, the wall will not get built. We got to be in unison, in one accord, one spirit. Led by King Jesus, that we sing. Now, now, I want you. No, no, he goes on and he says, he, he talks about the petitions, but but then this, this is, and we've already alluded to this, and uh, didn't didn't you know? But we need to embrace the provisions that God has given us. D- did you hear that? We need to embrace the provisions that God has given us. Now, I found this text, and uh, hopefully I can bring it all together. It's found in Esther chapter 4, verse number 14. In that verse, it says, For such a time as this. What's the story? Mordecai. The Persians are the enemy. The Bible says, I'm, I'm going to go into the Reader's Digest version. We're getting it to you quick here. Mordecai is in sackcloth and ashes, which then was a sign of mourning. So he knows the enemy is wanting to come. What does he do? He runs around and he, he, he's, he's mourning. He's, he, he's saying, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, God, what are we going to do? We're all going to die. It's never going to work. The, the, oh, God, what are we going to do? And then he, Esther comes into the picture. And I'm paraphrasing here. She says, Mordecai, what is wrong with you? She said in verse 4, 14, You may not understand why the walls are falling in your life. You might not understand it all. But time for you to go around with your hands tucked behind you and pacing the floor and saying, I'm just really stressed out about this situation. I really don't know what I'm going to do about this. I'll tell you what. I, well, God, why would you put this on us? God, I mean, everything was going okay. And then the bottom fell out. And then and, and we're just going around. We're just saying, I don't know what to do. I'm ringing, I don't know what to do. And many of you have done that in your own family life. God, what are we going to do? You know, when we do that, we're saying, God, you can't help me. That's exactly what we're doing. We're going around saying, well, I used to sing about the power of God, but I really don't believe it. I used to teach about the power of God, but I really don't believe it. I used to say the Bible is true, but when the Bible tells me he's not going to leave nor forsake me, I'm not really believing. That's exactly what we're doing. We're running around with our hands tied behind us and we become spiritually immobilized. And we're looking. And so what we're doing, we're saying, what do you think about this? What do you, hey, 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 And so we all get together and we're saying, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. And Esther says, and I believe the words ring true for us today, God knew exactly where we were going to be. And God said, I'm calling you to build the walls back for such a time as this. So here's what we can do with it. We can embrace it. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that I'm going to be a part of building a wall. Or we can go ahead and say, I don't believe you, Lord Jesus. I don't believe you can do what you said you can do. The choice is yours. The choice for us individually is ours. And the choice for us corporately. So here's what we got to decide. Are we willing and in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us going to sign up today and say, I want to be a wall builder for your glory and for your honor. But how we got to do it, first step, we got to do it on our knees.